0: What's going on, fellas? This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. What's going on guys? This is Rob Carbone and you are listening or watching BD4. We're doing episode 72 tonight. Knicks lose their streak. They um they were on a four game win streak. They picked up a win in Detroit against the Andre drummond Pistons. Then they lost on or last night on Sunday night in double OT to the Atlanta Hawks. <clears throat> I actually didn't get to catch that second game I saw the first half and then I saw like a condensed version of the second half on MSG Go because um, I was doing something. I was busy, but fortunately I didn't get to <laughs> six quarters of, of false hope, I guess you could say, only for them to choke away a lead. But we're going to talk on them, of course. We're going to... You know, I actually caught... I was watching a lot of the XFL this weekend. You know, I, I tried to give that... Um, I'm giving that a try. You know, I'm not the biggest... I'm not the biggest football guy. Oh, I am a Giants fan. Um, you know, I've been a Giants fan my entire life. I'm also a college football fan more than I am NFL. I like Ohio State. But, you know, overall, I you know, I prefer baseball. I prefer basketball over that over football. I'm different. You know, something's wrong with me. But um, I, I did try to catch the XFL this weekend. And, you know, I thought it was interesting. You know, again, as as a non-football fan, it's kind of hard to get into – you know, when it's, when, it, when it's hard for me to watch the NFL in general, it's going to be even harder to watch the XFL. But I did see, you know, I did see some um, things I liked. You know, I noticed the pace was different. Um, you know, it, it's the, um, the play clock was 25 as opposed to, what is it, 45 in the NFL? Um, and it was cool. You know, the less flags, I'm noticing there's not a lot of penalties. It was pretty interesting, though. So I guess I'm going to be a New York Guardians fan, you know, but (laughs) yeah, that was just pretty cool. I I caught a little bit of that, not too much of it, but you know, there's eight teams and I think there's about, I want to say 10 weeks of the regular season. I'm not exactly sure how they're going to do the postseason there, but it was fun. And I hope, um, you know, I'm hoping it goes well. It's hard for me again, because I don't know many players, especially in the XFL. So it's kind of like, you know people are going to call it, you know, the league where you go to die, I guess, but it's, so it's hard to get into in terms of that. There are no superstars out there. It's just a bunch of random, you know, journeymen. There's some talent, but all in all, it's going to be hard to, to have that same star power. But if you're, I'm sure if you're like a, a pure football, um, what do you call it? Fanatic, you know, um, you're going to like it. You know, if you could just like the fundamentals of the game, I think you'll get along with the XFL. But <laughs> that was just my opinion. I thought it was pretty cool. It's different for sure. But, you know, I hope it goes well. But, yeah, we got to talk about the Knicks tonight because, I don't know, man. It is it is what it is at this point. You know, we, we, we were on a four-game win streak. Um, Like I said, we went into Detroit and took a W. It was a 95-92 victory. The Knicks went into Detroit without obviously Marcus Morris since he was traded and the Pistons now don't have Andre Drummond since they shipped him to uh to Cleveland talk about going places to die <laughs> um but yeah and they really they exposed them right away um without Drummond um the Knicks took a humongous um advantage on the offensive glass the other night in in Detroit they were a 16 to 3 advantage overall on the offensive rebounding um, so, you know, they created a lot of second chance opportunities for themselves, and that proved to be big down the stretch, right? There was a one of the final possessions, actually, where the Knicks were up about, I think they were up two points. They had the ball, 91-89 at the, point, at the time, and somebody missed a shot, but Mitchell Robinson got the offensive rebound, and Eventually the ball landed in Randall's hands and he took a tough shot under the rim, but he made it, he finished in traffic and that gave the Knicks a four point lead. So that was a big, again, offensive rebounding down the stretch. It proved to be big. It was about less than 15 seconds left at the time, put the Knicks up 93-89 and that was really the big shot. But if you rewind a little, other guys played well too. Wayne Ellington, he's been hot and he continued that into, into Sunday night too. But even before that, 17 points against the Pistons, 6 out of 12 shooting. Um, three of seven from downtown. You know, and he hit a big shot with um I think it was about ten thirty six left in the uh in the fourth period. There's about ten minutes and thirty six seconds left and the Knicks didn't have a lead yet that game. But he hit a big three and it finally gave them their first lead. And then the two teams kind of went back and forth for a little bit, but then Ellington caught um he, he, he connected on another three-point shot. This was about, I'd say, 4.45 or something remaining. I'm just talking off the top of my head, but there was about 4.45 remaining. He hits another three-pointer. This one, it ties the game back up. So he hit a couple of big shots. And then to finish off the game on um, against the Pistons, it was Alfred Payton, Reggie Bullock even, and Julius Randle. Those three guys scored or assisted on the final 11 points, all between the three of them. So they were big down the stretch as was Ellington, and again, the offensive rebounding is what really won them that game. That helped them tremendously. And the Knicks, of course, holding um, pistons, the Pistons to 92 points, you're always going to praise the defense for that as well. So that's my take on that game. And then we want to play the Hawks. Now it's going to be hard to talk about this game again because I didn't catch this game much. I saw some of the first half, but I didn't really pay too much attention to it. I was busy and then the second half I you know, I caught the condensed version of it, but I don't know, it was uh it was interesting to say the least. Um sorry, hold on. Yeah, it was interesting. It was, you know, it wasn't anything special. Like, the Knicks obviously fought hard. They scored 135 points in the six frames they played in. But I think they were, from what I'm hearing, they had an eight point eight point lead with a minute to go or something in the first overtime period, and they blew it. <laughs> now, Julius Randle played 46 minutes in that one. He scored 35 points, over 50% from the field. 18 rebounds, three assists, a steal and a block. So you would think he had the most dominant offensive performance of the game. He was great, right? You look at the box score. And if you're someone like me, he didn't watch that game. You probably think, Oh, he was dominant. He was amazing. But you know, he ended up costing the Knicks the game. He also had six turnovers, um, three personal fouls. I'm sure his defense wasn't great, but you know, I heard he did take the ball into his own, take the, uh, take matters into his own hands down the stretch. And what was it in the first overtime period or the second overtime period? Again, I'm not sure because I didn't watch it, but he took, he tried to take the, the shot, the big shot for the Knicks and be their closer. And I guess the it didn't go in and he missed the shot. So <laughs> typical Randall just collapsing in the clutch, I guess. But, you know, overall, I guess there were other things too, to, to look at. Ellington and Bullock stayed hot. They actually combined for 10 three-pointers themselves. But the Knicks just couldn't stop Trey Young. The kid had 48 friggin' points. And he just dominates anywhere. Watching this kid play, you know, I saw some highlights. And watching him play, man, he's he reminds me of like a James Harden mixed with Steph Curry. Right? Because he's got that range that they both do. But he can also draw those fouls where he can just, you know, move his body and get that contact just by faking and pump faking and doing that little floater he's got a good combination of both of their skills and he's going to be a special player I remember a couple of years ago or even last year I did not before the season last year I did not want the Knicks to draft him because you know stupid little me was calling him the next um you know like a Russell Westbrook type like a Carmelo Anthony like it wouldn't work in New York he would just to take too much shots and you know, to to the to the credit of his doubters, the, the the Hawks are not a good team. They're even worse than the Knicks are, I think, record-wise. But I do think I'm wrong on, on Trey Young. I think he's going to be a very special player in this league as long as he can learn to t- tame himself and to to be efficient. But he's he's special, man. He's got a nice a nice skill set there, <laughs> and they got they got a good center, a good big, and John Collins. They're they got some young talent over there, but overall. They beat the Knicks 140 135 Knicks could not stop Young down the stretch, and that was that. So, that's pretty much all I got on the Knicks. It's going to be hard to to talk too much about when I didn't catch the second game. But I guess you just want to see them continue to compete, which is what they've done under Mike Miller, right? I think they're still playing out of over 400 clip under him, so they're definitely winning basketball games. But the issue here is, you know, and we talked about this. Over and over and over again. So I don't want to, you know, reiterate myself. I don't want to repeat myself so consistently, but it's you know, it's the same issue, you know. And I guess it's hard not to repeat myself because it, we're always talking about this because that remains their problem. So it's kind of hard to shy away from. But yeah, you still gotta play the young kids. Now, I give credit in this second game here. The Knicks did play, you know, Mitchell Robinson 35 minutes, Frank played 26. But you know, it was six frames, so they're gonna get those many minutes. And you still look at some of these vets, they got a ton of minutes as well. So you gotta see the Knicks start giving their youth more minutes, right? It's it's fun that we're winning, right? It's fun that we're six games out of the eighth spot, which is never gonna happen. You know, if you're even if you're delusional, please don't be delusional. I mean just just we're not making the playoffs. It is fun, but we have to keep our minds on the on the goal here, right? Well it's fun right now if we keep playing our veteran veterans and keep prioritizing guys who won't be here next season over developing our youth and letting our youth go out there and play, it's just going to remain the same old cycle, right? It's going to be rinse, repeat, and we're going to keep, we're stagnant right now. We're not moving forward in this rebuild process because we continue to prioritize our veterans over our um, rookies and sophomores and such. So that's gonna, you know, that's the only thing we need to do. That's the one thing they need to do. I'd even put that over winning right now because winning. I want to win, obviously, but I don't. I don't want the, the, the main goal or the only goal. However, I, perhaps I don't want the only goal to be winning right now. Mike Miller. It seems like he's just trying to save his job, or it seems like he's trying just to win. Maybe it's the front office making him do it. You know, because we've seen some of the same patterns over different coaches, but whatever it is it's we've got to start giving this youth more minutes and and moving forward in this rebuild process so i don't know how long this is going to be maybe it's something that changes after all-star break but why would that happen you know maybe with maybe it's because they still think they can reach that playoff mandate but whenever the delusional uh state of mind you know kind of fades away from the nick front office hopefully that that's the day we start playing our our kids and We see more minutes from Kevin Knox, despite him being pathetic. Um, We see more minutes from Mitchell Robinson because last night, 15 and 11, when he got 35 minutes. And this is a guy, Mitchell Robinson, I know he's got his foul issues, right? And that's something that definitely concerns me because, honestly, it's just as bad, if not worse, than his rookie season. But still, he still has the talent to go out there and be a walking double-double with three or four blocks if he can give you 30, 35 minutes a night. That's the thing. He's got the talent. So you got to hang on to him despite his lack of discipline, despite his recklessness, despite his, you know, raw um, state. You know, we have to stick with this guy and just play him. Just got to start him. It's time to start him. It's time to give um, Dennis Smith another chance here. Time to give Frankie Aquino some more minutes and Damian Dotson. Time to include Alonzo Trier in this rotation once and for all. Please Time to stop playing Bobby Portis twenty-five minutes a night. Time to stop playing Taj Gibson as the starter. Um, Alfred Payton, come on! This guy's not a starting point guard. He's decent. He's been their best point guard, yes, but again, he's not. A, he's not a part of this future. He's been in the league for several years, and he's been the same exact player every year. His ceiling isn't that high. I would not that the other guys are you know mega talented, but they're at least for now part of this team's future. So, I don't know. R.J. Barrett's been back for a couple days. He looked good in the first game. Hasn't really done much since. But typical inconsistent rookie. He's been fine. I'm not worried about him. And that's about that, guys. I'm going to end this one about 15 minutes in. So, just before you guys go, you know, I just want to make sure you follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter and on Facebook at talk rc. And you can find me on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. And follow BD4 on um all four different platforms. I'm on a few different platforms now. I'm on Anchor, I'm on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Follow BD4 on those four on those four platforms. And then you can follow my blog, It's My Opinion, which is on WordPress. Just type in at mysportstalkrc.wordpress.com Sports Talk RC. dot and you'll get there. And That's all that guys. That's all I got for tonight. So I'm going to end this and we're going to talk in a couple of days. We've got two more Knicks games before our next episode. So I'll see you next time. All right, guys. Thanks so much for stopping by. Ciao. Hey guys, real quick before you leave, just want to make sure you know that you can subscribe to BD4 on four different platforms right now. I'm on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and the video cast is on YouTube. So make sure you find that all right in the description. And you can also follow my social media accounts, of course Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Once again, all of this is right in the description. All right, guys, I'll see you next time. Ciao.